Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name is Captain Zach, and on today's episode, I speak with Tim Wilhelm of Mantarax. Now, if you're not so sure as to what a Mantarax is, it's the only system designed to carry your paddleboard, your wakeboard, your skis, and any other board that you want to bring out on the boat to expand your experience out on the water. So whether you're an angler or a water sports enthusiast, the Manta Rack is a product that you definitely need to hear about and learn more about on this episode of the podcast. So with that, make sure to tune in, learn a little bit about Tim, about Manta Racks, and about what they're doing to reconfigure your boat to be best suited to carry your favorite board. So with that, enjoy the show, and I'll talk to you at the end. All right, Tim. Well, well welcome back. <laughs> to round two of the uh, of the podcast. And, uh, you know, it, it's a real pleasure to have you here and just to be able to learn all about Mantarax. And not only Mantarax, but, you know, you as a person, because it's so interesting to hear the story behind how it all kind of started and that first spark and that first idea. And like I said before in, in our previous conversation, I first heard about you guys or saw you on Instagram. Right, I was scrolling through, and I had recently a I had recently recorded an episode of the show with uh, Captain Vinny Lasorsa, uh, the captain of Last Mango, and he had had these paddle boards strapped to the gunnels of his, of the Last Mango, and I was like, wow, that's a really interesting product. So I, I was doing some more research and kind of looking through his followers and whatnot, and I came across Mantarax, and when I saw it, I was like, that is such a brilliant idea. I got to know the story behind it. So it's a real pleasure to have you on the show, Tim. And uh, yeah, welcome. And, uh, yeah, welcome. Well, thank you, Zach. Um, I appreciate it, the opportunity to talk to you and talk to your uh, your yeah, clan, I guess your followers. Yeah, clan. <laughs> Whichever yeah. works. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we were very fortunate to... Um, be able to supply Captain Vinny with some racks, um, and it was word of mouth um, from John Kleckner mm -hmm. of Live Water Sports, who has a unique paddleboard, and uh, we actually designed a rack specifically for his paddleboard. Oh, interesting. Um, so it was, yeah, it was very fortunate that, you know, John and I have a, a mutual relationship, uh, you know, very good long-term relationship, I'd mm -hmm. say, since uh, he started. And we I, we started oh, cool. about a year after he did, so yeah he he put me in touch with Captain Vinny and um, you know obviously he wouldn't do that if he didn't think our product was right. going to handle his paddle boards uh, for Captain Vinny. But from my conversation that I had with him, um, it's more of a you know it has to be top notch you know the, the best quality products the best quality of everything on that boat so. To see that your product made it on the boat is a real and a true testament to the craftsmanship and the effort that goes into building a manta rack. But before we get started into the question of what is a manta rack, what's your background, Tim? So I grew up in Florida, born and raised in Orlando. Um, water skiing, fishing, scuba diving, anything on the water mm -hmm. here. Uh, always loved boating. Um, but unfortunately, I never followed my dreams at at a young age, so I went into the corporate world, um, but got to a point where uh, I knew I wanted to get into the boating right. industry. So I came up with a, an idea, um, 
research, design, development, you know, failure, go back to it, redesign it. Um, basically, in the side of the business that I'm very familiar with, which is water skiing, wakeboarding. Mm-hmm. And that was my first design was for my son to, to ski behind a center console. Oh, no and way. When, yeah. So to when he was done wakeboarding, you know, where are you going to put a wakeboard in a center console? Right. You just uh, kind of throw on, it on the, the floor. Deck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Very, very, you know, it's bad for the board, bad for the boat, and bad for the passengers. So, uh, right. you know, I, 2012, I started doing the research and didn't find anything out there. So I started working on a prototype uh, with an idea and, and, uh, oh, popped came up rack. with one. <laughs> yeah. Well, at that time it wasn't even Manta rack, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, we got it patent pending and started showing it at boat shows. Um, and then everybody asked us if we could build something for paddle boards and kayaks. That's awesome. So, you know, rewind a little bit here and you, you said you grew up in Orlando out on the water. Yes. What was your, what was your first boat? <laughs> My my favorite boat was a fliver. A fliver. Um, I've never heard of one. Yeah, no, it's a eight foot uh, by four foot unsinkable boat. They used to use them at Sea World and at Cypress Gardens the clown shows. No way. <laughs> R- rated for a five horsepower, but we had a twenty on ours, twenty Merc. Of course, because why wouldn't and, you? And uh, tunnel, exactly tunnel hall. Okay. So you get went faster against the wind than it did with the wind. Right. And uh, it was way before jet skis. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, I lived on that thing. He ran through all the lakes, chain of lakes, Lake Conway. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, my father, you know, loved to fish. So we'd go fishing out of Crystal River or Stewart, Florida for dolphin or Canaveral. Um, so kind of just so, always growing up on the water. Yes, sir. Yeah. So yes. I, I'm, I'm kind of, the name is fleeting me right now, but the guy who invented the tunnel hull. Or designed it. Do you know his name? No, no. I'm not familiar with it. No. He, he made a lot of, I mean, he actually designed, and I could be wrong about this, but um, from my research, he designed uh, the, a lot of the hulls for Bertram, um, Boston Whaler, Grady White, uh, Wellcraft, mm-hmm. the same guy kind of designed, who designed the tunnel hull, which is a very interesting, you know, uh, hull design. Right, it works really well. Yes, it does. Inc- oh, yeah. incredibly well on the waves in in into a head sea, but at the same time, you know, it offers that stability when you're you know when you're laying still looking for fish. Right, right, and it, it's a, a very shallow water boat. I mean, you can get in or the fliver. We could get into you know as long as <laughs> the foot of the motor. <laughs> that was it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you go from you know always growing up on the water, living in Orlando, and you started, you said that you got into the corporate world first. Mind if I ask what you were doing in the corporate world? <laughs> I was selling empty boxes. I oh, no uh, way. <laughs> worked, yeah, I worked for a box manufacturing plant, um, was in the industry for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, for the, once we developed, or I developed the, uh, the, the wakeboard rack for six years, getting it developed I did both jobs I worked in the you know selling boxes and I did manta racks on the side I guess you could say moonlighting right and to get get it established sure. um, and get it get it viable so I could uh, step off which I just did in 2020 oh no way out of 
Yep. Congrats. That's awesome. So thank you very much. That process, you know, you said you were on a boat with your son, and you're like, "Well, crap. Where do I put this this paddleboard? Uh, not the paddleboard, the wakeboard." And you know, it's funny mm-hmm. you say that because I've had the same you know kind of problem. You know, I never had a ski boat, you know, per se. And it was always on either a center console or I grew up on a V20 step lift. So it was always that boat that we would take, uh, you know, fishing, tubing, water skiing. And then we had a whaler as well. Um, So, but you're right. There was never a spot for it to really, you know, have its own little home. So you'd always wind up, you know, throwing it on the deck, kind of strapping it down to a, you know, a location that's probably not the best spot for it. And, um, you know, it would bounce around and all of a sudden you'd have to, you know, you'd stop and you'd have to get it out. And it was a big pain and pain in the butt, you know, quite frankly. So you seem to have had a very similar experience. And at what point were you like, all right, well, you know, I can make this better, right? Because there's always that, that almost like a light bulb that goes off in your head and you start tinkering with it. So what did that process kind of look like? Oh, the funny thing is, is, you know, 40 years ago, I was skiing behind Back then, you weren't wakeboarding, but you were skiing. Right. Uh, slalom skiing. Trick skiing, whatever, slalom skiing, yep. any type of skiing, barefooting, behind a 20-foot Robalo center console. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I didn't have the idea back then. And it was not until my son was, uh, I was pulling my son skiing uh, behind our center console, mm-hmm. Bay Boat. And um, at that time, he was done, and I put it into the boat. And as I said, it just, uh, I'm like, there's got to be something out there right. that can carry this. And I'm not the only one that has this this uh, issue of putting a six hundred, seven hundred dollar wakeboard on the bottom of you know on the bottom of the boat. Right. So I just started researching that. Um, nothing was out there. Yeah, the good old, the good old Google. You know, just exactly just googling exactly. it. You know, it's funny how those things start, and it seems as though. A lot of people that I've interviewed, it's, yeah, I just, you know, they, they tell me like, yeah, I just started Googling it. And then, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't find anything. And then I started, I was like, all right, I think I got something. And now, can you explain to us as to what exactly a mana rack kind of looks like? Because, you know, based on what I've seen, it, what does it fit into the rod holders or? Well, with my, due to my, all my experience in the boating industry of having fun on it, on boats, uh, I know boaters like, things that are simple mm-hmm. and i know they you they want if you know you can be uh in the middle of a storm in a second so it needed to be built quality where the the captain doesn't have to worry about it right and so um and growing up uh you know back in the 80s i mean you bought american th- american products they were built you buy it one time and that's kind of where I wanted to uh, where I came from in developing this is I wanted it simple I wanted I did not want the boat owner to have to drill into the deck or drill into the gunnel Mm -hmm. I wanted it easy so I started thinking well every pretty much every center console um, bay boat has a rod holder in it um, that so I started developing uh, a system we call them rack mounts that go right into the rod holder. Um, and every rod holder, every boat might ha- not have the same position that the rod holders installed at. So we developed a top that you pull a spring-loaded, stainless steel spring-loaded pin 
and it can swivel and rotate and locks every 22 and a half degrees, mm. which you get 360 degrees. So it'll always keep the rack parallel with the gunnel. Um, so basically that was the basis for our um, patent. And then we just developed different tops to carry uh, that bolt onto that, that rack base um, that will mount, you know, carry the different types of boards. Okay. And when you say boards, you're, you're talking about surfboards, paddle boards, you know, skis, stand up paddle Wake boards. boards. Okay. Yep. Any paddle boards. Yep. Any type of water sport board. So pretty if, much so. Yes, sir. All right. So if there's a board and I want to put it on a rack, I got to get a mana rack. Cause that's, that's what, how it's going to work on the boat. I what? Well, you don't have to. It'll definitely make your boating life easier. <laughs> It'll definitely make it easier for sure. So yeah. the first rendition of, you know, the Manta Rack, were you, I mean, were you creating this in your garage? Like you got to walk me through the kind of the steps of, all right, I have this idea. I, I I'm, I think it's going to work. You know, I'm sure there's a little bit of doubt in there at times, but you know, you kept pushing and, and pushing and then all of a sudden you have this product, but it didn't just pop out of nowhere, right? Like there was, there was correct trials and tribulations that you went through to, to get to where you are today. So what are the, what are those like first few versions of it look like? Well, first of all, I'm sure all of us have been in situations growing up where everybody, there's people around you telling you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, nobody's done that. And you know, my, my mother and my grandparents came over during the war World War Two, and they gave me an opportunity to live in the greatest country of the world. Mm. And I didn't want to, I wanted to prove, I guess, to them or maybe to myself that there, that you could live the American dream and develop something and, you know, and make it happen. Right. Um, by no means at this point am I, <laughs> uh, a great success i should say mantorax isn't a great success but i'm sure driving it but there's definitely a lot of doubt at the beginning um but you have a lot of sleepless nights your brain just starts turning and going how can i do it how can i make it better you know um but i had to find um manufacturers that could create the parts that i came up with mm. so a lot of going to the drawing board redesigning going out on the boat testing it because i don't have an engineering background but um you know you break you keep breaking it until it doesn't break right and building it yeah and that's and not just on the lake but we've took it out into the ocean and went in three and four foot seas out of uh you know daytona beach um and you know, modified it when it needed to be modified and made it as strong as it needed to be. Right. Um, so we just kept going, really going back to the drawing board and you do start questioning yourself, can this actually be done? Mm. Um, so, and then what I learned is you can't wait to get it perfect. When I say perfect, I meant the way you really want it, the looks, um, you know, so our whiteboard rack was, to me, was a little antiquated, but it worked. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, we started with that. We called it the B3. Okay. For the, and um, But it was made out of starboard for the forks, and then it was all aluminum for everything else that 
supported it. And uh, just this year, we went to aluminum forks to make it look really nice, um, uh, you know, very, very professional looking now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we took that concept and I knew with the paddle boards being heavier and kayaks being heavier that starboard wasn't going to make it. We had to make it out of, we make it out of quarter inch aluminum mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we just, actually our first prototype, I took over to Buddy's house. He has a 35 sea hunt or sea hunter. Sorry. Sea hunter. hunter. That's a nice boat. Yep. Yep. Very yeah. nice boat. Twin 300s on it off the west coast of Florida. Oh, awesome. And, and we, he, we took it out and it was probably a good, you know, two to three foot Gulf of Mexico chop. So people that live on the West coast know that's different than the Atlantic ocean. How so? Cause uh, I'm an Atlantic ocean guy. I'm an Atlantic ocean guy. And Pacific. Uh, Atlantic ocean. Yeah. So the Atlantic ocean Pacific, well, I'm not familiar with Pacific, but I, mo the Atlantic ocean has rollers, mm. you know, whereas the Gulf being shallower is, is a lot more chop. Right. Um, so the, so when you're hitting the waves, it's hitting, you know, you're either riding on the top of the waves or it's, it's really pounding the boat. Right. Um, so that's a little more, I guess, pressure on the racks and on the, on the rod holders. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're just getting, you know, constantly pounded at the entire trip, you know, right. it's, it's going to wear and tear on, you know, every bit, every piece of hardware on that boat and in, including, you know, the boards and the racks. For sure. Yes. Yes. And of course, we, we knew making it out of aluminum, we needed some type of padding to cushion, you know, take the vibration out of the pounding of the boat, mm -hmm. you know, to the boards or the kayak. Um, so fortunately, there's a thing called EVA foam now. Right. <laughs> yep. You know, whether it's marine mat or sea deck, um, I mean, that, that type of stuff is uh, very valuable to our product yeah. and to the our customers' product, and, you know, boards or kayaks, um, which is, you know, we use to soften the blows of the waves. Right. Um, yeah, because in a way, I mean, I guess you could look at your product as, you know, you're you're building an experience for someone to have a better ease of use of their own their other products right that are being you know kind of combined into yours and it's that experience that you're providing whereas you know i have you know the mana racks are this unbelievable unbreakable unbeatable you know piece of equipment that allows you to better organize your boat but at the same time you're really protecting you know the board or the kayak or the wake you know, wakeboard or, or, or ski, you know? So you're almost, I guess, how do you look at your product when it's on the market? Cause I'm almost kind of seeing like as this protection, like asset protection almost. Yeah. It could be considered a safety device, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it, it, I think I look at it as an item, you know, that if you want to expand your experience on the water, mm. You know, where you can, whether it's for yourself or for your wife or your children, right? Um, you want to bring that paddleboard with you, whether it's to the sandbar or that kayak to go explore mangroves that you can't just paddle to because they're five miles offshore. Right. Um, 
or what we found is a lot of people down here in Florida, they want to run to the Bahamas. Mm. So they want to take their paddle boards or their kayaks to the Bahamas. Right. Um, and that's, you know, for those that don't live in Florida, I mean, the closest island is, you know, basically 50 miles away. Right. So hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially in a sea hunter, you know? We, exactly, with quads. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did, as I said before, I didn't want to build something that mounted because once you get over there, you, you know, you might be at a, at a condominium or a house or a hotel and you just, uh, you don't want your racks on there all the time because you might want to go offshore fishing. Right. So this way you get them over there. It's really just to help you transport your board from point A to point B. Um, and, and that way you can remove them. Yeah. Uh, being in the rod holder. Right. Yeah, well, um, and at the same time, you know, all these boats, almost every boat that I've been on, you know, whether it, in terms of recreational, they typically have rod holders, you know, center consoles, dual consoles, the newer production style boats, but even the, you know, a lot of the custom boats. So it's a, it's a very versatile product, you know, what you have, and, and you can kind of put it on in, in anywhere, right? In any facet, whether you want to go wakeboarding one day or you want to go paddleboarding the next, you know, it, it allows you to bring your boards and, and give you a different experience when you're on the water. Right. Right. I mean, we, we've run into, uh, you know, guides that will use our product to take their paddle boards or kayaks to the no motor zones in the Everglades oh, interesting. or in Mesquite Lagoon, Yeah, you know, where they've wanted to fish, but how, you know, how do you get there? You know, if you take, you know, do you put your paddle boards under your kayak in the in the walkways of the boat? Well, that's not a safe thing to do, and it right. also can damage the paddle board and the kayak. Um, so they they use our product to get there. You know, put the power poles down, and then they paddle into the no motor zones. Yeah. Uh, to catch fish that are you know not pressured. Right. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, it's it's one of those products that allows you to do so many different things. But before we get further i've been having the, i've had this question that's been eating at me and <laughs> it's you know when you mentioned that your your you said your mom and your grandmother came over here you know after the, was it your mom and grandmother that came over here before or after yeah, the my, war? my grandparents your grandparents yes. um yeah. where were they from germany germany okay. they're yeah they're they're fleeing the you know the nazi regime yeah that's a really interesting you know point of view because uh, so that makes what does that make you first generation american uh yes yeah what, yes yes yeah so yeah my mom was eight years old when they brought her over here and um and i just keep saying it, they could have gone to south america they could have gone to canada but they chose my grandparents chose america right uh, the home of the free you know they uh, actually changed their last name and assimilated into the American culture. So growing up, I'm sure that had a pretty big influence on you as to, you know, well, especially in regards to work ethic. How do you think it kind of shaped where you are today and where Mantarax is kind of becoming? Because, you know, you really, you harped on the fact that it's made in America. And I love that. And especially in today's kind of day and age, Sorry about that. Especially in today's day and age where, um, 
you know, we're kind of in this weird, interesting climate. And, you know, Made in America is now almost starting to gain some momentum, right? Because people right. want to, you know, they want to keep things domestically. They want to, um, you know, support their local business and their local families and their neighbors. So, you know, growing up, what was it like to kind of be that first generation American and, and building this work ethic to then create Mantarax? Yeah, well, so... You know, we were Americans. We didn't look at ourselves as first-generation Americans. Mm. We were Americans. Um, my mom and dad definitely instilled hard work. Um, to, to you know, to succeed in life, you have to do hard work. And believe me, we were forced to do work, whether we liked it or not. Mm -hmm. That was <laughs> the German background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, but we also had playtime, which was in the water. Right. You know, boating. We were. You know, and I think you're starting to see it with this COVID coming around is families are starting to get back together and do family things. I mean, that's the way we were raised back then is, you know, we went camping, we went uh, boating, we went scalloping, we, you know, we did things as families. Right. And I think you're seeing that again uh, now, which is probably going to be a good thing for us. But um, we did um, work hard. And, um, you know, I s mowed lawns at the age of 10 and yep. 12 to earn money. And, and then, uh, when I turned 16, I got a job that was, you know, and, um, we were taught to save and, you know, started a 401k at 16. Right. Um, you know, you just, that's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, like I said, I always wanted to be in the boating industry, but I just felt it was a volatile industry mm. um hey right now we're doing the industry's doing wonderful blowing up right yeah right back in 2008 2009 it it dropped like the you know, housing market did right um so you know but i knew i always you know that's was my passion was the boating industry mm. and i always wanted and the american made product i was proud of america and wanted to make something that uh, was made in America, and I know people with boats, um, especially like like you said, Captain Vinny's boat is an original, um, or Jimmy Buffett's boat's mm -hmm. original. But it's um, you know they want quality things; they don't want things to break, and and you definitely can't have things break when you're caught up in a storm. No, you need not at all. things that will work and get you home safely, mm -hmm. and that's that's why. I, wanted to build it in America. Right. Now, are you are building these locally in Florida or are they built other elsewhere? So we, we subcontract out our parts locally in central Florida. Okay. Um, from, um, people that already make parts to the boating industry. Um, we bring them in house that raw aluminum and, um, we have, um, Marie Matt that, cuts out our EVA foam and sends it to us. Mm -hmm. And um, we actually, my wife and I make the, individually make the bungee cords, the bungee pulls that is the system that locks the paddleboard to the, the rack. Okay. Or the, or the kayak to the rack. Right. Um, and then as we get orders in, we actually build each order in-house you know assemble it in-house so we're really going through the quality control steps before we package it right so you really have a grasp on the quality of product that's going out the door at every step 
You know, you're, yes, you're using the highest quality products. You're, you're contracting the highest quality craftsmanship. And then not only that, but you're also doing a lot of, you know, a lot of that stuff yourself, you know, when bringing that in house and, and doing the, you know, the final pick and package to the customer's door. So every single product that gets, you know, sent out is coming through you no matter what. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And do you think, um, you know, having that made in America sticker, what do you think that really means for people, uh, especially in today's climate? You know, cause I know what it means for me. I've always been someone that's always tried to buy American made products, you know, to the best of my ability. Right. And I, it seemed as though, you know, five or six years ago, it was actually kind of hard to find products. Like you really had to research it, but now, and that now more than ever, you're starting to see this push towards, you know, made in America. What do you think that really means for the Manta Rack brand, you know, other than the fact that it's just quality? Well, I, like you, I want to support companies that build in America. Um, I, I believe it's good for our country. Um, I believe the boating industry, since most of the boats that are here are built here in America. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of quality craftsmanship that goes on and pride that goes on in the boating industry. For sure. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of the boat owners, boat boaters in America, um, you know, want to buy, uh, and feel comfortable buying product made in America. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and, you know, some of the best boats in, in the world are made right in Florida. I mean, you have, yep. you know, that's kind of the epicenter of boat building, you know, between Florida and North Carolina. And then, you know, even up here in Rhode Island, we built, we built quite a few boats, but you know, nothing compared to down Florida and the sheer volume. Um, but, but yeah, there's definitely something to be said about made in America. And, you know, I'm getting a sense that, you know, the ocean itself being that first generation American and, and that work ethic that follows, you know, having grown up on the water for you, it means something different, right? It's not just a pastime. There's a little bit more to the ocean than, than just, you know, a place to oh. go and play. Yeah. Memories, 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 great memories. Um, and, and I have raised my son to have those memories also. Mm. I mean, he, he, <laughs> we, he, we call him a fish. I mean, he loves the water. He loves, you know, diving, you know, so it, it's just the, the boating industry and the water just, you know, makes your, a, a tight family unit. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you said that, like, um, you know, it's, it's almost as if the coronavirus has kind of brought families closer together. And I think you're right. You know, I think in a lot of ways, um, it's, it's kind of set made a, this, separation in some ways but then in other ways and i think in in more ways than none it's actually brought people closer together and i think you're spot on with the families and boating itself is an incredible way to do that you know having grown up yes. on the water in rhode island um and then a little i lived in florida for a little bit and out in hawaii um <clears throat> you know boating has always kind of been that theme you know getting out of the mm -hmm. water being able to go fishing, being able to go, you know, surfing and skiing and, and what have you. But the ocean, I was just talking to a guy named Brian Guadagno, who's a, who owns, um, raw element sunscreen. 
I always say the ocean is like the great equalizer, right? It's always gonna mm -hmm. it's always gonna lay the story out for you, and it's just <laughs> a matter of you being able to take that journey through it. You know? Yeah, it's a very good thought. Very good thought. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they come to me every once in a while. <laughs> but um, you know, I guess the question would be, you know, what does the ocean mean to you? I think, I mean that uh, uh, that's the world. I mean, the life source of the world. I mean, what is it? Seventy-two percent of the world is water. Is um, I always wondered why people wanted to explore space when there's so much that we haven't explored underneath mm -hmm. i mean if you think about it from you know it's the circle of life with you know uh fit there's always a bigger fish in the ocean um we i, I never get tired of watching porpoise fish yeah you know? no no that... um i mean or you know to see you know mahi mahi or dolphin you know, dolphin fish, I mean, the colors are just vibrant when I'm scuba diving to see all the different, you know, a species of fish and crab and lobster. And yeah, I mean, that's, it's a whole nother world underwater, but, um, it's, I guess you could say it's in my blood. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I can totally relate to that. And I've always kind of thought of the ocean as, you know, having these aliens right it's such an it's such mm -hmm. a foreign place for humans to be you know especially if you're diving right because we're we have no business being under the water breathing right. air you know hundreds of feet down below the surface like shouldn't be there but we figure out a way to do it which is awesome right. but then the stuff that you see down there is like man that that doesn't seem like it should be a thing you know that that weird spiky right six you know six-footed starfish you know, I don't know if that's, uh, right. you know, that's definitely not human, right? And it's, it shouldn't be on the planet Earth. <laughs> right. And I mean, just think of a seahorse. I mean, crazy. Where, I mean, yeah, something, you know, that people take for granted. But to see one underwater when you're scuba diving, just, it's fascinating. Right. Yeah, they're wild creatures. Incredible. And, you know, I always, I always get yeah. kind of enamored by the, the size of, of you know some of the species out there like the blue whale right it's the mm -hmm. size of a mm -hmm. uh like a skyscraper it's massive a small building just swimming through the ocean i was gonna say and that's the, like the giant mantis yeah um they're such so graceful but i mean 23 24 foot wingspan right i mean and that's a great segue into that's bucket list for me the, the giant mantis yeah i was actually um when i work i was working out in hawaii as a charter captain and we took people to um, these sites where manta rays were very prevalent, and we would uh, we would put people in the water mm -hmm. and go swimming with them. So, uh, I was really fortunate to hang out. That's with what I'd like to do. Yeah, well, you should totally do it. And Hawaii, Kona, Hawaii yeah. is one of the only places that you can do it. It do that one specific thing um, in the way that we do it, which is on paddle boards, yeah. lying flat with these lights inside the board. And uh, let me tell you what, we did not have mm -hmm. manta racks to hold our boards to the boat, but it would have been a good idea. <laughs> so yeah. where, is that where the name came from, your, you know, your interest within the, the giant ray? Or how did that come about? The name? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, we, um, we wanted to 
come up with something that was ocean related, something that was not used all the time, like the shark or Mako mm -hmm. or, you know, um, but we wanted a, a creature that was strong, that, that portrayed strength, mm -hmm. um, because that's we feel that our product is very strong um and yet you know it can be soft too because that's where the eva foam comes in right um so we want yeah so that's kind of where we what we came up with was the manta um the manta rack and yeah the manta rack and then if you look at our logo um we had a very good um graphic designer that took that idea of a manta and placed a, a image of our rack inside the manta. Oh, so okay. it actually spells it out with a visual manta and then inside is the rack. Yeah, I see it now. That's awesome. Which a lot of people don't see. Yeah. 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 No, that's really creative. So... Yeah, and you know what? I think you're spot on with the with the manta being, you know, not only a very strong creature, but at the same time graceful, right? And and soft into the touch, right? Right? Yeah, I think you nailed right. it. Love it. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And if you and seriously, if you need to go diving out in Hawaii, just let me know because I know mm -hmm. people that'll take you okay. right to the manas. <laughs> well, that's like I said. Uh, one of my bucket lists and my son's bucket list. Yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to keep you in mind. Yeah. Kona, when we make it out there. Kona, Hawaii. Kona, Hawaii. Well, you know, Tim. One last question before we, you know, kind of bring this ship into port is, you know, I always like to ask it because I feel as though there's a moment in time where maybe it was a person, experience, a place that kind of you know, put you on the, the trajectory that you are on today and that moment in time where you were like, okay, now I need to make a shift, you know, from corporate America to, you know, really pursuing Manta Racks. And you said you recently just, you know, are pursuing Manta Racks full time. What was the, the moment or person or place that kind of put you in the path that you are today? Uh, I have to say my wife, Lori, uh, um, She's always been my supporter. She's, when I've doubted myself, she's pushed me. Mm. Um, and then uh, we got to this point where I needed to go full time because it was getting too busy and to juggle the job, the, you know, the corporate world and, and the Manta Racks right. that uh, she, 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 she's actually bit the bullet and said, she's going to keep working so I can do it full time. Yeah. So, uh, my wife is, uh, we've been together over 30 years and she's always been there for me and she's given me the strength to keep moving forward that's when I've awesome. doubted myself. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So it's good to have that one person that can kind of be the ear of, of reason and, and, you know, kind of suppress the <laughs> doubt. Right. And also, and also grant, yeah, and also ground you. And ground you. Yeah. <laughs> Bring you back down to earth. Perfect word for it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Tim, hey, it was a real pleasure to be able to right. chat with you for this brief moment and to learn all about Mantarax and the incredible product and story behind it. Um, where can people learn more about you, know, you Mantarax, and how can they get in touch? And you know, obviously, if they want to buy one, where can they do that as well? 
Well, because we're such a young company, you know, our, our vision and the only thing we really have is talking to people like yourself, but is customer service. I mean, until they get to know the rack itself and, and use it, you know, they got to feel comfortable and they can reach us at, you know, mantaracks.com. Um, we do have an 88 number, 888-622-0225. Um, we're, we have videos showing, um, for instance, we're on a 39-foot yellowfin with quad 300s doing 60 miles an hour. We have that on YouTube so they can find different uh, videos of our product on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Instagram um, and, and Facebook. But, um, but yeah, we're, we're pretty accessible. We, um, you know, you can get a hold of us. We, we say 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., but we also, we pick up the phone on, on the weekends also. So, uh, any questions we help walk people through, uh, if you can't figure out the rod holder angles that you have, we, we walk them through it, whether via email or using a angle meter app. But we're here to to make sure your day of boating is very enjoyable with Manoraks. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Well, Tim, again, real pleasure to have you on the show. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to keeping this relationship open and, and uh, you know, talking yeah. to you again sometime soon. Yeah, Zach, I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, if you ever uh, get a chance, you can back down here to Florida, give us a look up, and we'll give you a little uh, tour of our our warehouse absolutely our production line that'd be awesome all right yeah thanks tim thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of the podcast it was a real pleasure having tim on the show and if you want to learn more about him you can head on over to mantarax.com as well as check him out on instagram and facebook as well as on youtube they got a lot of great videos showing what the product is capable of on a lot of cool boats i know i saw one there's a yellow fin uh, we talk, talked about the Sea Hunter, as well as another a uh, few other boats on there that are just really cool to watch. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning into the show. If you want to learn more about the podcast, you can head on over to our website, as well as our Instagram page and Facebook page. So please stick around, tune into more episodes, like, share, and subscribe. And as always, work hard, do good, and be incredible. Enjoy the rest of your day, and go do something kind for someone else.